Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel, and you are on the show where we get to talk and hang out with Michael Lenore, 2020 NBA draft prospect. Mike, how you doing today, man? How you doing? Thank you for having me. Pleasure is all mine. It's a good day to be alive, man. We're here. Uh, I know you're a little bit warmer down in Dallas than I am here in New Jersey, but we're rocking with it. We're doing our thing and we are excited. So the draft was last night, so I'm very excited to get to chat with you about what the entire process was like. But as I told you before we got on, the first question I'm going to have for everybody is, what is your win daily mindset? How are you making sure you're going into and coming out of every single day with a win? Um, I think I go into every day thinking to get 1% better than I was the previous day. Um, just getting up with a mindset that going out there and chasing my dream every day and getting closer and closer to it. So being relentless, I think that that's a, a win daily mindset for me. I love that, man. That's absolutely fantastic. 1% better every day after 100 days, man. You'll be uh, you'll be unstoppable, right? But yeah. <laughs> it's not quite how it works. If only it was that easy. But I do I do love that. You use that word relentless as well. I don't know if you, you've heard the uh, or read the book Relentless by Tim Grover, a gentleman who was Michael Jordan's trainer. Absolutely fantastic book. Anybody out there listening, any of you guys over there, if you haven't read it, you haven't checked it out, Tim Grover's a maniac. That dude knows what he's doing. So relentless <laughs> is a great way to uh, continue and keep that mindset there. I do love that. So talk to me a little bit, man. I mean, obviously, you're, you're, you're talking about your dream. You want to get to where you want to get to. I'm going to go with the assumption that that's the NBA, but I want to hear it right out of your mouth. What is that dream? What are you trying to get to be better at? Yeah, I'm trying to um, trying to go to the NBA. Um, you know, that's been my ultimate goal ever since I was a kid. And I've been chasing that goal since a kid. So the NBA, that is my dream. And, you know, hopefully I'll be there one day soon. Hey, man, if you keep getting better every day and use that relentless mentality, we'll get there. You just got to keep going. I mean, look at Fred Van Fleet. Look at that dude. Now he's worth $100 million. So yep. I'll cross my fingers, Mike. I'll, I get to say I remember you when I think is pretty great. So let's uh, let's travel back in time a little bit. Talk to me a little bit about your 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 basketball playing career. I saw that over a couple of years you were at three different high schools. Was that by design? Was this to try and get you in the best possible spot? Was this out of necessity because your family had to move around a little bit? Talk to me about your high school career. Um, I would say it was more by design, you know, just trying to get me in the best situation possible. Um, certain high schools, you know, they had a certain playing style or they had a certain program, which was great programs, not saying nothing bad about them. But at the same time, it didn't fit my playing style or didn't fit what I was really, you know, my the type of player that I was. So um, my last high school, I, it fitted me the best out of all of them. And, you know, that's what we went with. And, you know, I went to high school at Faith Family Academy. That's where I finished off at. And I, I had uh, two pretty decent years, you know. Um, I won my state championship my 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 last year in high school, and I I made some great accolades, so it was cool. Yeah, man, state yeah. champs, and in, uh, in a place like Texas, you're not messing around. I think that part is pretty important. So clearly, uh, you're hitting some high heights, which is always fantastic. And and what's that like? So you guys are moving around, you're doing your thing, you're trying to get the best possible situation. What was it about Fifth Family? What was it about that program that really suited your playing style the best? Well, yeah, when I was moving from DeSoto, um, when we were done with, with DeSoto, we were trying to find the best school possible. And a lot of school was being thrown at me. A lot of schools wanted me to come. But we knew that it's it's time to buckle down, like, and find the right school. And Coach Brandon Thomas, um, he brought me to the school and showed me around and even let me watch certain practices and with the team or whatever. And I just like how the culture was. It was more of a reflection of me, like – I went to a 4A school. I'm coming from 6A school. So 
a 4A school, you know what I'm saying? It's not the biggest, it's not the best. So it was more of an underdog mentality. And I felt like the school that I was at, you know, it was something that it would made me, it made me cope and, you know, adapt to certain things. And I knew that would help me after high school. So, but I just liked the culture there at the time. And I felt like that's, that's what I wanted to be a part of that, you know, that underdog team that, you know, come out on top one day. So that's why I went there. There's that relentless mentality, man. I love that. You're bringing in, you're, you're, you're going, you're digging deep and doing what you know you need to do, uh, especially at a young age. So I definitely give you a lot of kudos there, man. And so after your, your time in high school, you didn't receive any college scholarships, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have none, but um, I could have went to, to certain JUCOs that my coach, he wanted me or wanted me to go to or was throwing at me, like mentioning that, you know, they'd like me to be a part of their team, but that wasn't that was that wasn't what I wanted to do, you know. I know my work at the time, and you know I wasn't going to compromise. So I went to prep school, creating Young Minds Academy. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah, and I'm excited to get there. But first, like, what what is that like? I mean, obviously, putting your life's work into something. Your goal, as you said, is get to the NBA. What what is it like when, unfortunately, you come to the uh, conclusion that there are no, you know, none of these blue bloods, none of these uh, Division One schools that say, "Hey, Mike, we we want you to play for us." How much does that you know, how much does that light a fire underneath you and get you excited to say, well, you guys don't believe in me. Just wait and see what's going to happen. Well, yeah, well, I think it just adds fuel to the fire. Um, I pretty much, that, that been my whole life story. It's always being the underdog, people looking over me because I'm, you know, I'm smaller or I wasn't one of the guys that wanted to fit in. I never was one of those type of guys. Like I could have went to the school with those guys or play with them on the AAU team and just fit it in. I never was that type of guy. So when I knew like the Blue Bloods didn't want me or certain schools, they just added fuel to the fire because I knew, you know, within myself that I'm still going to make it one day. Like those guys that you picked over me, they still gonna have to see me one day. So they like you can't save them forever. So that's how I look at it. It, it is what it is. Everybody, you know, everybody path, everybody journey is different. So you just got to you got to start on yours. You can't save them forever. Dude. That is that is awesome. I love that. That is that is some. uh Cajones, I think the, the the old people like to say. So I, I like that, man. That's some good stuff. So as you said, you went to prep school, creating Young Minds Academy. Talk to me a little bit about what this prep school is and 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 how you're a part of it and what what you've been able to do here since uh, since you've been there for the last year. Um, you know, um, Dr. Ackman and Coach Matt, two great individuals that started creating Young Minds. Um, when I first got to creating Young Minds, it wasn't tough for me, but it was very challenging. You know, uh, just adjusting to a different environment. Where to where high school, you know, everything is just out of place and everywhere. So you just go with the flow. But when I got to create Young Minds, it was structure, you know, it was discipline and nothing but positive, you know, positive vibes around. So that's what um that's what creating Young Minds did for me. They got me better as a person on the court and off the court. They just, you know, put their time into creating young men. Like that's why I create Young Minds. But sometimes I think about that CYM. They create a lot of good young men too. So um, I just think what it did for me was just help me every day, you know, look at life different. What's my purpose? Like, I never really knew my purpose out of high school other than just I want to go to the NBA. But they told me, you know, I got to reach certain goals first to get to the NBA. Like, look at the bigger picture, break it down, achieve these goals first. And, you know, you'll end up there in uh, in the long haul. But they just they just helped me, you know, get to where I am today, be a better teammate, a better leader a better person and gave me a lot of great opportunities, but creating young minds. Um, it's a nonprofit organization. Um, just prep. They have a prep team. 
great guys on the prep team. We play against a lot of a lot of uh, colleges, like from uh, from JUCOs, a lot of D1 colleges. I mean, a lot of D1 JUCOs. So uh, a lot of guys that we play against, they go to the draft. They go to a major division one. A lot of them major division one bounce backs. You know, we play a lot of great talent. And my coach, you know, he's a relentless person. That's why I use that uh, that word a lot. He just pushes us to go hard every day and put us in the best best positions possible for us to be successful. I love that, man. And you said a couple of things that I want to dive a little bit deeper into uh, the goal setting. I definitely want to talk about that. But talk about what it's like knowing that, hey, you're playing against some of the top tier talent in the nation. Again, that's why you went to this school. You didn't want to go to some of those other schools because you wanted to be the best. You wanted to push yourself the furthest. What is it like going up against some of these guys and, and winning in some in some of those battles? Again, knowing that, hey, your ultimate goal is to eventually make it to the NBA. Yeah, it was great for me. Um, I always wanted to be the best. So I know in order to be the best, you got to play the best. So for me, I'm excited going into those games or traveling to those places to play those teams that they say are good or they supposed to be these dudes or whatever, because that's what I like doing. You know what I'm saying? I like proving other people wrong. That's what I've been doing my whole life. So it was good for me. I I embraced it. I didn't run away from it. And, you know, that's what I was asking for time so that's what I got is try to perform every time I got between those lines I love that man that's all you can ever do and shout out to your coach again that relentless relentless mindset I love it I love it and so talk to me about some of those goals as well as you said you know you're creating good young men creating good talent creating young minds what are some of those goals that you understand hey these are you know you don't just go from here to the NBA there's steps along that ladder what are some of those steps that you're trying to reach what are some of those goals that you have your mind set on outside of making it to the NBA right so you know when I first got here my my coach he asked me like you know what's your goal what you want to do and I told him I wanted to be a pro and he was like okay I see where your mindset is versus other people answers so he was like we have to reach certain goals first before you reach the, uh, the main goal so you know one of the first goals was when I got there be a leader like I want to see you be a leader so once I accomplished that goal I got over the hump okay you want to be you want to be a pro you got to kill, you got to dominate prep season first. So I dominated prep season. Okay, you still want to be a pro. Now you got to put on 20 pounds. Okay, I put on, I put on that weight. Okay, now you got to elevate your game when you play against pros. I played pro in the TBL. Okay, now you play pro in the TBL. Now you finna get ready to enter the draft. So, you know, it's goals, bam, bam, bam. You have to accomplish those goals to get up to where you need to be. And it's still, I'm still achieving goals right now. I haven't made it to the league yet. So now what? I went undrafted last night. What's the next goal? Get into these workouts and kill everybody who they said is supposed to be good. That's the next goal. Once I get there, stay there. That's the next goal, you know, so on and so on. So I just try to keep striving and achieving all my goals. I, dude, that is the the perfect wind daily mindset. That is the best way you can achieve anything in life is, you know, I, one of my favorite quotes, it's kind of funny. How do you eat an elephant? was one bite at a time, right? Like you don't just go to the NBA. You have to get along the way as you have already set out. And it seems like you have exactly that perfect plan that's going to get you there. Now, you know, one thing about a plan is you want to have a plan. You know, you want to make God laugh, have a plan, right? But as long as you are sticking to that script, as long as you're doing what you believe you need to do every day, as you said, hey, you didn't get drafted, which we'll get to that in a little bit. But what's the next goal? You're going to go to the workouts. And as you said, you're going to kill everybody that is there. And I love that mentality, man. That's the only way you can do it. That's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to get good because hell yeah, man, I am rooting for you. We are rooting for you here, brother. I think that is absolutely fantastic. And so 
talk to me a little bit. You said the TBL, right? So you're the basketball league, um, you're a part of that. So you were on a professional team. You did not get paid just in case you did want to go to one of these division one schools. So talk to me about that. What was it like playing professional basketball and getting the opportunity to go against some of these guys that you were talking about? Yeah, at, at 18, especially, it was so brand new to me because along this journey that I'm on right now, I never thought anything of this uh, of this nature would happen how it's happening. So once I, I knew I was going to play pro, like, I wasn't nervous, but I was just, it was just still, you know, surreal to me because I'm like, wow, I'm going to actually play pro while I'm 18, like I'm super young. So in the TBL, you know, when I first got in it, um, my first game, like I wasn't really nervous, but I was just like in the moment. You know, I, I really didn't know what to expect. Everything so new. The game is different, you know, from media timeouts to 12 minutes in the quarters, 24 second shot clock. So everything I just had to get adjusted to. But playing against these guys, uh, they know the game. They have played in the NBA. They played D1 basketball already. You know, they didn't play it overseas against the best. So I just had to, you know, being younger, I had to pay more attention to detail and work harder than everybody else, especially me being the size that I was. So, you know, once I pretty much got the hang of that in the TBL, um, I started killing it. You know, um, my averages started going up. I, my team, we started bonding more. We started figuring it out. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But the TBL in general, it's great players, uh, great organizations, great owners, and a lot of a lot of talented people in the TBL that can really play. Hell yeah, man! As you said, former NBA players, some of these dudes went over, played overseas, Division One athletes. Like you're not messing around, and it is kind of nice to again go up against that, right? Know what you're getting into when you're getting into professional ball, and then as you said, you also get the understanding of you know how the game is different, right? It's not that right. you know 30, 35 second shot clock, whatever you were working with before. Now it's that 24 seconds. Now it's 12 minutes and a quarter. You got to understand the faster pace, and I really love how you said you have to pay attention to that detail, especially being at a young age you're really going to have to pay attention to that detail because some of these right. guys have been playing basketball longer than you've been alive, right? So it's one right, of those right. things where you really need to make sure you're on your game. And I love that, man. And so you, you again, you didn't get paid when you were there. I think that's, you know, we'll, we'll mention that twice. With the opportunity that, hey, if something came up with one of these Division One schools, that you can go there and, again, you know, do your thing over there. What was the reason behind saying, you know what, we're going to forego that and we're going to go straight and try and enter the NBA draft? What, what was the decision-making behind that? Um, the decision making was pretty much uh, where my game was at the time, you know, from JUCOs and that was basically college. I know a lot of JUCO players that kill a lot of D1 players. So it's all about situation, I think. So I killed the college. And when I went to the TBL playing against pros, like I'm looking at it with my own eyes. My coach looking at it with his own eyes. My teammates, the players, they looking at it like Mike killing these dudes as a pro already. So why would he go backwards? So that was the whole thing for us. We didn't want to go backwards. And, you know, like Gilbert Arena says on his podcast, like college can be a forklift in a row for some players. Some players are just NBA ready already, fresh out of high school, whether it's prep school, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I just didn't want to go backwards. And I already knew what I was, you know what I'm saying? And I know how college is. I didn't see certain players get ruined in college from high school or whatever. So, you know, that's what that was the most uh, that was the best thing for me that I thought, you know, going straight to pro because I was already playing pro. I was already, I considered myself as a professional already, how I carry myself and how I play. So I didn't want to go back to, to college and, you know, go backwards at all. But I'm not saying school-wise, you know, 
Cause school, that's important. So, you know, we still, we still doing that. You know, shout out to Grand Canyon University for helping us out and us getting that done. But at the same time, basketball wise, I felt like my game was on a pro level already. I love that. And as you said, being professional, it's not just the fact that somebody, you know, could give you money. It's not the fact who you're playing against. It's that mindset as well. Going back mm-hmm. to that, uh, we're harping on that the whole episode because I think it's very important for people to understand. Yes, the physical traits are important, but having that mindset, that grit, that growth, that grind, type of mentality that's going to get you to where you need to get you. Yeah. Your, your physical skill set, you know, you're already in the 99th percentile. What's going to put you across what you're going to get you there is that mindset. And very clearly you have that you've developed that. It's not something you're born with. I mean, some people are, but it's definitely something that you've developed over time. And yes, stay in school kids. It's pretty important. And shout out Grand Canyon university. I actually lived probably like 15 minutes from the GCU campus uh, when I lived out in Arizona for a minute. So nice place. Really? Nice yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, when the pandemic's over, maybe you can have some fun and uh, you know, go hang out in Arizona. It's a pretty cool place. But uh, so talk to me the draft process, right? Like, so, so you, we know there's only two rounds of the NBA draft. Uh, it's pretty short. It's pretty quick. I watched pretty much the whole thing last night. It was an absolute blast. It's always fun seeing who's going where and how that's happening. But what was it like? What is it like, you know, entering in and saying, you know what, the, I, you know, you're now one step closer to that goal, right? You're, you're trying to get to the NBA. This is your step closer to that goal. What's the process like? I mean, I know it's a weird year with the pandemic and everything, but are teams reaching out to you? Are you reaching out to your teams? Is your agent doing that? How are you trying to figure out this whole thing, which is a, a brand new thing to you? Well, yeah, it was brand new. And, you know, my coach and, and uh, his wife, you know, they pretty much take care of whether the teams contact us or we contact the team. But, you know, no agents are involved right now. Um, not really looking for one. You know, my people – my team, they they take care of everything, and I feel like they got my best interest at heart. You know, they got my back. So, but um, you know, we reach out to teams. Teams reach out to us. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, 76ers, um, who else? New York Knicks, Clippers. You know, those type of teams. You know, we've been in contact with those teams. But the draft process in general, um, like like I said, it may have been shaky to certain people because of you know who they are, but me, it was nothing new to me. Like, they might have thought, oh, this is terrible. But it was perfect for me because I'm like, it was a better chance of me getting drafted or me getting on. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of people got saved at the end of the day because, you know, of what happened in the draft or the draft process or whatever. People couldn't really see from summer league or to a combine to whatever the case it may have been. But I'm just, I was just blessed to be in that position, you know, last night. I was just looking at the draft, seeing who's getting drafted and, you know, what they're looking for in players or whatever. But it was cool to me. Like, I wasn't disappointed or nothing because, like I said, once the workouts come, then, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen. Hell yeah. That's where you're going to go. Yep. That, that's where you're going to go find those people and do do what you need to do to them. And I friggin' love it, man. I can't I can't say that much more. So what – um. How, as you said, you, you were pretty comfortable with the whole process, but talk to me a little bit about it. I, I've, I've never been there and I'm not going to be there. Anytime yeah. soon. So the, the like, process, what's the, yeah, talk to me. Yeah, about the process, process was cool. Um, when I first entered the draft, you know, uh, the pandemic, you know, we uh, like a lot of places were still on lockdown, but down here, uh, we were still, we were still getting after it. You know, we were still in the gym working, working on, um, a lot of shooting, dribbling and, you know, just all attributes of getting better, getting ready up into the draft. Um, Working on talking to a lot of teams, teams talking to us, uh, getting ready uh, to try to work out for certain teams and just staying patient, you know, staying out the way uh, during that whole process. The thinking for me, wise, it was just me getting more mentally tough on regardless of what happens, because, you know, they have moved the draft back time and time again. 
you never know what's going to happen. We don't know if they're going to have a combine or not. We don't know, you know, certain things like that. So to me, it was just a mental toughness and staying patient, you know, just waiting to see what happens and whatever happens, just uh, adjusting to it. So when everything happened, how it happened, I, I didn't have a problem with it at all. I know it's a part of the process and I was just grateful and blessed to be a part of that process because, you know, not everybody gets to put their name in the draft. Not everybody gets to be in that certain position. So to me, it was just a blessing to, you know, be able to do that. But at the end of the day, uh, process is still going. Uh, I'm still working, still trying to chase my dream. So I'm just thankful. Keep getting at it, man. I love it. And so what, um, I guess, what's next? Talk to me about that process. As you said, you're in contact with some of these teams. Some of these teams are in contact with you. Like, When do these workouts occur? When do you have that opportunity to go speak with some of these teams and really show off your mental assets, but also obviously your physical and, and your, uh, your, 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 um, your basketball skills. Yeah. Uh, with the teams, I think I'll be able to go within a month, a month or so in December. So December that, you know, that's when everything will pop off and get started. So that's just giving me enough time to keep elevating my game, keep getting stronger, better, more smarter, you know, that type of thing. So I'm just blessed, you know, I'm grateful for the teams that's willing to give me a chance and me to be able to prove myself. So that's been pretty much it, you know, just working and staying focused, staying out the way. Hell yeah, man. Is there, um, is there a particular team that you're kind of hoping for Dallas, maybe uh, stay close to home Houston. Yeah, I mean, they're Dallas. Dallas we'll Houston. see what happens with Houston though. I don't know, man. Maybe, yeah, maybe this isn't the, yeah, well, hey, no. wherever you go, yeah. you go. right now, you, you know, I'm open to any options. I'll go anywhere. I'm not, I'm not picky. I'm not choosy. I'm a guy just looking for a chance. You know, I'm ready to try to contribute to any NBA team, G League team, whatever the case it may be, to get to my goal. So at the end of the day, I'm not picky. I'm not choosy. Whoever ready, you know, to believe in me or give me a chance, I'm there ready to work. I love it, brother. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, Mike, this has been absolutely fantastic. Where can everyone find you on the internet? Maybe your your IG, your Twitter, wherever the heck you want to send people. Yeah, on, um, on Instagram, y'all can follow me at uh, King Mike, King with a V instead of an I, dot M-I-I-K-E, uh, Mike with two I's, King with a V instead of an I. And on Twitter, y'all can follow me at the same thing, except for the I. Uh, I mean, except for the dot, K-V-N-G-M-I-I-K-E, Mike with two I's. And that's where y'all can keep up with me to stay in touch and, you know, see what's going on. Keep doing your thing, man. I'll uh, I'll make sure those are all in the show notes so people can go check them out there. But Mike, this has been honestly fantastic. Really appreciate your time. Good luck. And again, I'm excited to say I remember when. So keep killing it, man. I definitely appreciate you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.